I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. Got the rapper Big Pooh with me today. Pooh, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Another another sunny day in North Carolina. I think it's sunny. It's sunny outside. here. I haven't been outside yet. <laughs> uh, speaking of North Carolina, did you see today that Coach K announced he will be leaving office at the end of this season? I did. Um, I saw that, and the first thing I thought was, yeah, it's time. It's probably past time. The second thing I thought was he's announcing it so Duke can be sure to get all the calls this season. Um like they don't get yes. enough already. Right. <laughs> like, um, but no, I, I think it's time. I, I think he sees that, you know, for coaches of his ilk, legendary coach, um, I, I think he see the writing on the wall. Like it's it's a new day. Um, players have more freedom of movement than ever before. Um, players, players, you know, they pretty much get, get determined or call their, their own shot for the most part. And more changes on the horizon. And Coach K has never really been – I mean, he's had them, but he's never – his teams have never been one to have, you know, a team chock full of one-and-dones and, and yeah. things of those nature. And that's just the way the game is moving now because you're competing with G League, Ignite, New Z- uh, Australia, you know, yeah. Europe, uh, all these different leagues and things popping up where they're paying players and you're competing with that now for top players. And, and I, I think the writing was on the wall. Um, you know, he just, he going for his victory, his victory lap and, and well-deserved. Uh, it's it's gonna interesting, be interesting here in North Carolina, because both of the big blue bloods here will have switched, right? Who we'll is it? Hubert Davis went to uh, UNC. Yep. Uh, and I would, and I would there. guess that it really doesn't even matter. Cause I'm assuming that Duke's already got somebody in the pipeline. Of course. Um, I, you know, I saw like, reports. Tons of names today. will be floated, but you know, there's somebody in the program already. It's going to be somebody that has coached with Coach K. That's going to be say, just like Hubert Davis. He had coached with Roy and then he slid into the big chair. Um, it's going to be the same at Duke. I, I, I saw reports today that it, you know, in the running is uh, John Shire, who, who had played at Duke and has been on the sideline. Um, I think, you know, uh, Capel, I, I think it's I was Jason. Say, I'm sure he'll be on I'm the sure, list. I'm sure he's going to get a look. Um, so if you play for Coach K and, and you you in the coaching ranks and you know Wojnowski may get a look. Uh, so it's it's going to be it's going to be a Dookie that takes over. Where we go? I think we froze. Ah, here we go. <laughs> I think we froze. We did. I must have gotten booted. Uh, we were talking. You said uh, Capel. I totally agree with you. That he's got to be high on that list. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a former Duke player, um, also somebody that's coached under Coach K. That that's going to get the look. So, we'll we'll probably know. I mean, 
he, probably not going to reveal it until after the season, just so Coach K can get all of his all the attention that he deserves, and you know, and go out the way he wanted to go out. It's incredible to think all of the changes that he's seen in his time there from from guys that stayed five years, you know, and uh, what they do now with the one and done and the transfer portal. Um, it'll be interesting. He'll go down. What is the top three coach? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's, he's going down with uh, uh, John Wooden, uh, Adolph Ruff, uh, Adolph Rupp. Um, and the um, and our and the guy from um, his name UNC Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We were talking before we started recording here about the greatness of Dame Dollar. That game was incredible last night. What do you think it means to a guy? I mean, I know I know what he says, right? To have one of the greatest games in NBA history in a loss. He'll tell you it's a loss. It's got to feel, it, you know, he's ready to move on to the next one. That one's got to hurt. That's heartbreaking, man. <laughs> My heart breaks for him watching it. Like, right. that has to be heartbreaking to, to, to know that you, you literally left everything you had on the court. And, and you have multiple chances as a team to, you know, secure a win. Um, and, and the, it just wasn't happening. Um, and it's unfortunate that he wasn't getting help last night. Um, you know, after, like I told you, I, I literally only watched it from six minutes left in the fourth quarter until the end of the game. And from what I what I witnessed, like he wasn't getting help. Uh, it just came up. And, and he's got help. He has plenty of help. Norman Powell. CJ McCullum, Carmelo Anthony, uh, uh, Rocco, uh, he has helped Nurkic fouled out, but he has helped, but he just wasn't, no other player was on once it got to that first overtime. It was just Dame Lillard versus the Denver Nuggets, and Dame Lillard lost. And he knew it, and he knew it. (laughs) And he knew it. He absolutely knew it. And and it was just heartbreaking, man. It was unfortunate that that type of game for him resulted in a loss, but it's the playoffs, man. What can you do? What can now, you do? I am not here to do some kind of MJ LeBron debate because I don't find it necessary. You know, both players can be great, but for those that like yesterday's walkout on a blowout loss to a Suns team that didn't have Chris Paul, but for three quarters, they're going to look at LeBron again and say, see, this is why we don't like them. There, nobody showed up for that Lakers game last night, and it was hard to imagine a less competitive outing from a guy that's supposed to be the greatest, not the greatest, second greatest player of all time. Very disappointing. It, it was one of them things where, you know, as a, as a fan, a pundit, media, anybody that wasn't on the court, you were geared up like, okay, we about to see full force LeBron tonight. There's no, we, we know there's no AD. He's going to have to take control. He's going to have to take charge. We're going to witness a, a, a glimpse of, you know, LeBron from five years ago. We know we can't, he can't do that every night anymore, but we're going to see it tonight. 
And then he hit his first two shots. And then it was nothing. Phoenix Phoenix took over. And they, and they, they ran rap shot. The second quarter is incredible. They they ran rap shot over there. Like it it was it was like it was like the Lakers were shell shot. Like they didn't know this was gonna happen. <laughs> like it was wondering, right. like, did, did, did y'all y'all forgot y'all playing players that are paid just as much as y'all, right? <laughs> like, and that Suns team is good. Oh, they're very good. They they're very good. Give enough credit, right? I mean, they're 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 well coached, and they've they've been. Now it's taken a while, but they have built that team over time, and they've got some young talent. You you know what they have? What I what I realized last night? They have a gang of wings, yeah, of three and D wings that they relentlessly run at you, and that is what you need in the NBA. That's what our beloved team is missing. The one thing they don't have, we, we but, are the anti sons, right? But they have a load of wings. They run at you. They have. You know, the, the floor general supreme, Chris Paul, even if he's not making a statistical impact, he's making an impact if he's in the game. And then you have Cameron Payne, who has rejuvenated his career. Um, and he's the he was so aggressive last night. Like he was so aggressive. I, I didn't even know who that guy was last night. And then you still have Devin Booker on the team. So and a, and a lot of people don't talk about DeAndre. Eight. That's right. I'm he glad is very, I was going to say it. If he didn't, he's very he's good. Very crucial to what they do because if you watch how they play when he's not in the game, it's not the same. That's right. But well, he's very, they've got a bunch of top five play, top five picks on that roster now, right? I they mean, do. Aiden was a top five. Booker was top five. Yep. Uh, and Chris Paul obviously is not washed. No, he's not. He's not. He's like I said, he, for the Suns, he doesn't have to have big statistical games. He just has to be the floor general that he is. Get everybody in their right place. He makes things fit like they're supposed to fit. And that's all he had to do. And Devin Booker did the rest. DeAndre Ayton did the rest. You got a tough cookie in Jay Crowder. Experienced, more tested, three-point shooter the young version of Jay Crowder and Mikael Bridges. <laughs> um, I like that Mikael Bridges. Yeah, I, I love Mikael Bridges. Um, then you got a shooter that come off the bench in Cameron Johnson. Uh, then the aggressive Cameron Payne who comes off the bench. So they have it all, man. They, it, it's it's fun to watch them play. It's, it's, it's exciting to watch them play. And they just came out and punched the Lakers in the mouth last night. And it was disappointing that the Lakers didn't show up for that game. It was it was disappointing. Like I told you, I, I recorded the games um, and after I finished doing my work, what I was doing, I went in to watch the games. I didn't know any scores. I didn't know anything. And I was watching the Lakers game and with like two minutes to go in the second quarter. I, w- I could see the box of the Trailblazer game. I had recorded that game. I turned that Lakers game off. And I went yeah. to the Trailblazers game in the fourth quarter and I never turned the Lakers game back on. Like no. I literally never turned. I went, I turned, I, I turned it back on fast forward at the halftime. So I can hear what Chuck Draymond and Shaq had to say. Like That's, that's the only reason why I went back to it, but it was, that was embarrassing. <laughs> that's what that was. That was embarrassing. Charles Carl, Anthony Davis, three close. Yeah. That's inappropriate. 
Man, they I saw a meme where they had Anthony Davis. I don't know if you've seen the movie Unbreakable with uh, oh, yeah, Samuel Jackson. Yeah, and they had him as Mr. Glass. Oh no. <laughs> oh man. But it's it, well, like it's some players who have that reputation, and Anthony Davis is one. You know, fortunately for the Lakers, that didn't occur to this magnitude last year. But I knew I knew it was going to go back to the mean with him. And, and, and we're seeing that in Philly right now with Joel Embiid. Um, well, let's get there. Uh, the game is tonight. It's uh, win or go home. And, and I don't think there's any chance that Embiid plays tonight. But you're right. He's got another one. It, it, it's tough on the big guys. You know, I mean, it yeah. It must be nice to be seven foot, uh, but I can tell you, I mean, I was six, six and, the, and there would be days that the back would start getting heavy the older I got. So I can only imagine what these guys are doing, trucking up and down the court every night. But he's another one. And, and I mean, how good is the 76ers team without Embiid? Uh, it depends on how Tobias um, Harris plays. You'll have uh, to go off. They're, they're, they're still they're still good defensively. Um, but the thing about Embiid is that's the one player you can't match up against unless you no. have a, 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 the Joker, like nobody can really match up with Embiid and the floor tilts when he's on it. And now without Embiid, you don't have to come off them three point shooters anymore. You that's can right. stick to him like glue and so it, it's it's going to be tonight. It's going to be how aggressive the Wizards play. If they play like they played, if we get the Hachimura that we got in Game Four, because uh, yep. we're gonna we're gonna be without Bertans. He's he's done for the year. So, and then Brad and Russ has to have good games because they didn't have great games. Uh, the other night like Russ really hasn't had one yet right I mean I, I get the triple double still but he has not played well no no I mean that's that's this is this is playoff Russ that we're getting here um it's a little different uh than than regular season how 21 how, rebounds is incredible how do you do that he just has a nose for the ball man like I know. He, he's like the 6-3 version of Dennis Rodman it's it's insane I he, I just I looked at the final box score and saw 21 rebounds. It was like, it's incredible because you can't, you know, you're not chasing rebounds. You're just getting them. When you He's get getting them. He, he, he knows where they're going to come off the rim. He has a, he has a nose for that. Um, he's aggressive. Uh, being athletic helps. No Embiid in the game helps because you, you remember they were running with uh, Mike Scott at the five. Come on. Right. Like, right. He's not, he's not a ferocious rebounder. Um, so, you know, knowing B, the Wizards have a shot to at least extend the series. Um, I I think how many guard, how many guards will we run with tonight? Pooh, all of them. What are you talking about? (laughs) We're running them all out there. Oh man, we're running them all out there. It's, it's, that's the most embarrassing line. Netto at the four, some more Netto at the four. I, I read. It's it's crazy, but I read that Neto now is our best three point shooter percentage wise. That Bertans is out. I, I I saw that. I think Catch put it out. He's the only guy that now shoots above the league average on the team. On the team, and 
I think tonight needs to we need to see more uh Matthews. Um yeah. Cause Matthews can be a volume shooter if he if he had that same leash that uh or the same, I'll say green light that Bertans has, but he doesn't and he plays like he doesn't. But I think he needs to have the green light tonight. It's it need to be if you're in here to shoot and make three pointers, do that. That's what you're here for. Dave also got to find some way to make sure that it's not just Bradley getting the ball and running around till four guys get there and then making some kind of miraculous shot. I mean, that's why I know that that probably, I know that probably won't happen, uh, but it's, it's ridiculous to see it. I think that's a product of, I'm not gonna lie. I think Brad and Russ, I mean, they're going to take shots. They're going to take shots, but I think as the game goes on, I think they 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 gauge how the other players, if they're going to take shots, if they're going to be aggressive in their shot taking, if they're making shots, I think they gauge that as the game wears on. And if they're not seeing something that they like, they're chucking up more shots. I, I, it's just going to happen. I mean, yeah. because the Wizards don't have a lot of scores. They just don't. I, I watch other teams. I think we, we talked about it with Troy on here before i don't know what it is but i watch other teams and i'm like every other team seems to be good shooting teams good to great shooting teams the wizards are like the worst shooting team i've seen play this season it's Which like is crazy because they're putting up like 130 a game or something yeah because they're going to the paint like crazy but they cannot their players lack confidence or they need to shoot 2,000 jumpers in the summer. I don't know what it is, but they're like the worst shooting team I've seen play this season. But the key is going to be an aggressive Hachimura. Hopefully, he went back, watched that game four, and said, yes, this is how I need to play every day because he's very efficient. Yes, like, oh, he was great. He was great. He's efficient, and he's – He's really unguardable. That was the guy they thought they were getting when they drafted him. I mean, that, that's what they saw, right? When they drafted him was that's, a guy that could do that and hope for, and hoping that maybe next year that three point shot would be a little bit better because he's worked on it. You can tell. Oh, he was shooting. He was, he was throwing that thing up with confidence the other night. Like he was, he was letting it fly, baby. So um, it's going to be and interesting. Gaff- and Gafford started last game. They'll need more from him. I think he can take a bigger workload. I heard Coach talk about why they don't give him more minutes. Whatever. More man, minutes from a man. Please. Run him more till minutes. he pass out. Run him till he pass out. I don't care. But, he, I mean, he's going to he's gonna have more, more room tonight because, once again, no Embiid. Um, I, I, I like that essentially – because I only saw the game from the second quarter on, it basically was just Gafford and Lopez because Lopez was on. So it's like that's how Scott needs to run that center rotation. You find the two centers that's on, and that's all you need to play. We don't need three of them. We don't need three of them out there. Just like we don't need all four guards on the floor at the same time. Uh, Well, you know, this is the same problem that we had against the uh, Celtics or at least Russ had the problem. You know, when you put those long guards on Russ, he can't get down to the paint like he likes to. And and that's kind of how that offense, I think, was built. Let's get Russ down into the paint, get him going, and then the ball can move a little bit. 
And, and when Russ can't post guys up, I mean, really, what what's left in his game offensively? Yeah, I, you know, against this Philly team, because Simmons normally takes Bill. That's the big defensive threat. And Danny Green is a solid defender, so I'm not going to knock him. But Russ can get to the – he can get to the hole on Danny Green. So it's going to be I'm, – I'm telling you, I'm telling you tonight, if, if in that first quarter, if we don't see the Wizards going to the hole relentlessly with reckless abandon, yep. they're going to lose. There's no Embiid. Yes, Dwight Howard's going to be down there but he's not Joel Embiid and he gets in foul trouble very quickly. If they are not going to the hole with reckless abandon in that first quarter, it's, it's going to be lights out for him because Philly isn't going to have like Tobias Harris is going to have a bad shoot game tonight. They're back in Philly. Danny green. Isn't going to, well, who, who knows, but Seth Curry isn't going to have a bad shoot night. So it's not going to be, yet. no, it's not. It, it's not going to be what they had in D.C. That was that, Philly got shocked in D.C. because Embiid started, then he was gone. Oh, what do we do? That's not going to happen tonight. They know he isn't there, so they better come to play because Philly's going to come to play, and that, and it's going to be it's going to be crazy in there tonight. So I better come I to play. Never, I would have never thought that I'd say this, but if I'm not hosting the Captain Hook meme tonight the team's in trouble they need robin lopez to, to get that hook machine gone and and give him 20 and yeah, he should yeah, that, be a, and to your point he should be able to yeah it, it definitely need to be a 15 to 20 point game for lopez tonight um it's, it's going to be interesting since kareem <laughs> right it's going to be interesting i like i said i'm really interested to see how the wizards come out they they gained a little confidence uh, the other night, Tuesday night, and was on Monday night, whatever night they played. They gained a little confidence, and and now they know Embiid isn't there. So that same team that they gained that confidence on, that's who they're facing again. And it's going to be interesting to see how they play. It's going to be interesting to see how Doc changes his his defensive scheme to accommodate because I know he is. Scott Brooks don't change his schemes, but Doc Rivers is going to change his. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, he he's not gonna he's not gonna play the same way. So it's gonna be interesting tonight, man. I you know I, I enjoy for the Wizards' sake at least win another game because it'd be nice. I think they can. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you didn't fight this hard to go out that fast in this series. Like it wouldn't even be worth it. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see. One of my favorite teams this year was the Atlanta Hawks. They've got a, a young superstar down there on the verge of knocking off the Knicks. You've been you've been keeping up with this series? Oh, of course. I, I just didn't see the last game, but I saw all the ones before that, prior to that. He's great, and they've got the young center down there, too. And they put that team together. And you know what I love about that team? Nate McMillan. Absolutely. He's one of the greatest coaches. I can't believe he had to come off the bench uh, in replacement duty, uh, but he's fantastic. Yeah, so they, they said the problem with Nate McMillan in Indiana was his 
reluctance to embrace analytics. That was, I was listening, I was listening to Eddie Johnson in uh, Justin Termini and Eddie Johnson said that was the problem with Nate McMillan. That's the problem with a lot of older coaches like a, uh, 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 Lionel Hollins, um, old minded, gritty coaches. They're reluctant. Mark Jackson, maybe Mark Jackson. They're reluctant. They're reluctance to embrace analytics. So I think the best thing for this team, not only to have Nate McMillan step into the head chair, but they were already offensively talented. They had a system in place. He didn't have to mess with that. He didn't have to tinker with that. All he had to do was get them to buy in defensively, which they have, and to continue to mentor Trey Young to run to to running the team, not just trying to do your best Steph Curry impression, but running the team, which he has. But that defense, I mean, Julius Randle averaged like 37 points per game in the regular season against him. He looks like Julius Randle pre most improved player of the year award. Like he looks lost. He looks befuddled. I watch how they load up. They know New York isn't a great shooting team. So it's like, y'all can have all them jumpers. Y'all not coming in this paint. And they have stifled. I mean, Tibbs have Derek Rose is starting. He shouldn't be starting. Um, no, you know, not that he isn't capable, but you lose what he bought to you off the bench. Uh, Julius Randle looks lost. RJ Barrett, you forget he he's even on the floor at times. Uh, so it's just it's one of those things where and the first round pick, I can't even think of his name because they never said Topin. Topping. Ob yeah. Topping. He's had like one good five minutes in this series. So it's it's one of them things where. New York surprised people this season, but they weren't built to do much in the postseason. This, they're like the Washington football team. They're ahead of schedule. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're ahead of schedule and in, in, in where they were supposed to be. And it was a great story, but I, I, I didn't have them beating the Hawks. I really didn't. I really, the Hawks can go almost too deep at every position. They're really they're loaded. I don't think people realize that they're, they're very good basketball team. The last one is in the East is the Nets and the the Bucks have both moved on. Should be a great matchup. I'm not sure what to think about Durant. I, I know he is the best. Personally, I think he's the best basketball player in the world. But it is hard to judge him and where he'll stand because, again, if he wins championship right now, he'll do it with two other guys that are top five in the league in the world. I don't even care about that anymore. Yeah, you just like watching it. Yeah. That's just where we are, man. Like, I I think it's, it's, it's hard for, you know, guys our age to accept, like, that's what the game is now. But you constantly hear it. Even I, I I read what people say about the Wizards, and you know they're they're going to be salary salary cap strapped as long as Westbrook is on the team, Westbrook and Bill. But I see people say, "Man, they can't even get another superstar." Like that's all people want. They that's all they claim that you can't win to people. You can't win if you don't have multiple superstars 
or multiple stars on your team. It's like that's yes, not the only way three, to build a team. But three of the best players in the world is different than you know two really good players or even or even two all world players. I mean, the the man has not played on any team without three superstars. I mean, he, he had three superstars at OKC. I mean, they were young superstars, but they were superstars. Then he left to play with three more, with two more. I mean, he's always the third. Two more superstars. Draymond is is worthy of of being a great player. Uh, so I don't. That, that's all I'm saying. Like I, I think by himself, he's still, you know, the best basketball player in the world. Particularly since I think LeBron looks like he's probably on his way down and not up. Um, so I think he'll get props. Know. I think I, th- I think he'll get props if they win it, and I'm gonna tell you why. When he went to OKC, they had already won, right? Before he got there, he just made no. them unbeatable. Yeah, they had one one oh, before uh, to, he got no, there no, to Golden, Golden State. I mean, go go to State, not OKC. Yeah, my, yeah, my okay. apologies. Yeah. Go to State. No, yeah. He made he made them unbeatable, right? But they had already won one. Mm-hmm. When he comes to Brooklyn, Kyrie has a championship, but that's bronze championship. What has Kyrie done since he left Cleveland? Nothing to really speak of. We all know James Harden struggles. <laughs> like he he hasn't sniffed a championship in Houston. So if they go this season, I don't think they're going to look at it the same way they looked at the Golden State run because Golden State was a sta- they were established. They had just won one. Well, they had won one, and then he made them unbeatable. In Brooklyn, it's not the same story. You have a rookie coach who's never coached before, and if they win, that's going to be more like his. It's going to be like, okay, this this one we'll give you. Like we we're not going to give you the two and go to state. We'll give you this one because. He's on a team that isn't they they weren't they weren't already set up to win prior to him getting there. He is part of the reason why they are in this position as opposed to Golden State. We won without you. We can win without you. We just prefer to have you. In Brooklyn, until him and Kyrie got there, there were nobody even thought about them going past the first round in the playoffs. So I, I think they'll view this one differently. Uh, I, I see the point you're trying to make, but I think they'll view this one differently. And it's only because Kyrie is the third best player out of that trio. And James Harden came, James Harden's addition made them, in my opinion, James Harden's addition made them championship or bust. I don't, I don't think they were going to the – I don't think they had a chance of going to the finals pre-James Harden. I really? I didn't I didn't think yeah I didn't I didn't think they were going to do it. Um, the addition I'm of Harden around the lead that, that's really the only big three now. There's a bunch of big twos. That Nets team is really the only one I can think of where I feel like I mean I guess the Bucks the, 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 I don't, they don't have like, a, that's, that's not a not. big three. No, that's what I'm saying. So like I think that's the only big three in the league right now. They had the Bucks have a have a big one. 
and, well, and some a very a super one and some very very good two and threes. Two and That's three how the Bucks all star game this year. They did, and I'm not knocking Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton, but Drew Holiday is he's very important to their success. But he does what he does. It's like it's no flair. You don't you'll just quietly see like, hold on, Drew Holiday had 15 and he locked down somebody and he grabbed a couple important rebounds. Like that's that's what Drew Holiday represents. He Drew Holiday stabilized that team. He made them tougher and he and he stabilized it. And then they added PJ Tucker, who made them even more tougher. Uh, I think they're going to really hurt losing DiVincenzo as they get deeper. Uh, I was reading the article and they said DiVincenzo, while his stats weren't amazing, he basically, all of the people that it's going to take to replace him, he gave it all to you in one player. <laughs> like, that's going to be the, you know, they're missing him. Uh, but yeah, the Nets, it's, it's still going to be interesting. Um, I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's going to be interesting because I love the way the Hawks are playing. and They have the total, they have everything. Uh, I love the way the Bucks are playing because now they have two dogs and Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker. They have that toughness that they didn't have last season. I don't know if Budenholzer learned how to, you know, he's the, he's Scott Brooks. He's the Scott Brooks that wins more games. Um, <laughs> that's, that's who what Budenholzer a, is. What a, what a compliment. <laughs> Not yeah, sure yeah he's complimentary judge on somebody right now. He he's Scott Brooks, but he wins 20 more games a season than Scott Brooks. That's who Bootenhoser is. Um, and so I it, it's gonna be interesting to see how the East shakes out. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna be interesting to see how all these races because I believe if Anthony Davis can't come back and be phenomenal, Dutch go. The Lakers are done. And once the Lakers get out of here, we roll in the dice. No, there is no yes. preemptive favorite. There's no preemptive favorite. Yeah. And I, mean, I think I think I'd take Utah as the preemptive favorite if the Lakers are out. But to your point, there, there's not one because because that Suns team is we spent a bunch of time talking about. You know, is, is, I'm not taking is, you. I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bump Utah. Utah's they got their hands full with the Grizzlies. If they're facing the second youngest team in the NBA. And they have their hands full. They're winning, yes, but John, the, the, everybody's going to have a tough time with John Morant. That kid's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that that back. I love the way him and Dylan Brooks play, man. I I hate when Dylan Brooks was playing against Bradley Beal, but I love watching him play against Utah. He just got to stay out of foul trouble. But I'm I'm seeing Utah is literally a live or die by the three pointer team i mean they play defense but their offense is predicated on three-pointers and what's you're my going man's to be name for, what's my man's name for the jazz that they hits the threes it looks like he just stepped right out of the the church league you know joe talking about <laughs> joe ingles that's right my man, every time i watch that, that that man just amazes me he's just out there plodding along stroking three yeah he, he plays he at his own pace the ball. <laughs> he does it's it's yeah it's their their team man they're, they're a good team but it's like i said i watched i watched every game of the grizzlies 
series so far. And all I think about is you're going to run into one of these teams that play more disciplined defense. And it's going to be hell on wheels for you guys. (laughs) They're going to make it so tough. The Joker makes it so so tough to beat them. He does. Um, But if Austin Rivers and Capazzo and they got to get some players back, man. They got Will Barton, uh, PJ Dozier. They got to get some players back because uh, I think they're going to beat the Nuggets. I think they're going to advance. I don't think the Nuggets can beat them two times in a row. And I, I just don't know how them other players are going to fare as they get deeper into the playoffs. They're having phenomenal series now, but Portland isn't really a defensive-minded team. So it's, it's it's a little easier to get, get your stuff off against a Portland versus a Clippers who look like they finally in tune or a Suns team that come at you or a Utah team that's going to come at you. So, you know, Joker does tilt the floor, but the mother guys are going to have to make shots. And, and if they're not getting – at least Will Barton back, they're going to be in trouble. So you, so you think that the Nets will beat the Bucks? I don't know about that. I, I have no idea. I'll have to see how this plays out because I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I haven't watched a lot of the Nets this year. Um, Nobody's watched a lot of them with all three of them on the court at the same time. I mean, yeah, true. Out there, because uh, I literally watched. A half a game of the Boston series. Like I, I didn't even care yeah. to see that. I, I knew Boston had no shot. Uh I didn't watch any of the Milwaukee sweep. Like no, I didn't either. I forgot they were even in the playoffs. That's how fast that went. Like I didn't watch any of that series. You know, <laughs> so, I don't understand about what the NBA's done this year. There's four playoff games tonight. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand yeah. why they didn't do a better job of spreading some of these out. They've been multiple games on at the same time uh to your point you couldn't couldn't watch all the lakers game and the nuggets game separately unless you record it's weird how they've done that this year and i'm not i'm not sure why yeah i i I didn't understand even in the wizards philly series why them first three games there were two games in between the games like you're going from you know you're in philly for two and then you go into dc that's like a three-hour train or drive uh you know, you don't even have to get on the plane for that one. And I didn't understand that either. I, the only thing I can think of is uh, I think they anticipated more sweeps than what they actually got. Um, because well, if, that could be. if Philly would have swept the Wizards, they wouldn't be that game wouldn't be on the night. So that take a game away. Uh, who else is playing? Uh, I think they probably thought the Grizz was going to get swept. So they wouldn't have been been on tonight. So I, I think they probably anticipated more sweeps than what they got. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was super weird. Like the way the, the way that games were spaced out is I didn't un- I don't understand it. Like I I didn't understand it at all, but it's about to get cleaned up. It's just very quickly. It's because because the Knicks are going home tonight where they're gonna be playing. They're, they're gonna be staying home tonight. Um yes, I think so. Yeah, I think I think it's over for them. Um it might be over for the Wizards tonight if they don't come out and play like they did last, uh, on Monday. And I think it's going to be over for the Grizzlies tonight, too. I just don't think they 
I think they blew a chance or two to to make this a tighter series, and, and they're going and back. What's to the series for the Clippers set at now? I think you it's two two. Two two. I think two, it's two two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they they're going to be in, uh, uh, Dallas is in trouble. Charles Barkley said it. He was like, the Clippers are a front running team, and once you gave them life, the first time they beat you, you're in trouble. And now you're dealing with a hurt Luca. That shoulder's bothering him. And their offense couldn't do anything yeah. when he wasn't in the game. Like, nothing. Well, and again, that's what? when you have an offense that's run strictly through that guy. I, I got a question I, for you, Doug. Okay. What happened to Porzingis? I, I don't know. I don't know. He's certainly not the same guy that we saw from the Knicks. And I don't know if injuries have just caught up with him uh, and he's not healthy this year, but he's not the guy that, first of all, he's not the guy that I remember. And he's not the guy that I think a lot of people thought was going to require great trade demands too, right? Like I think people thought there was going to be a lot of people interested in his services at the trade deadline. And to my knowledge, there were none. No. Which, which makes me wonder if the league, you know, knows the answers to that question better than I do. Because uh, he hasn't played well in a long time. No, no. He's, I was like, I was watching him play and I'm like, who is this guy? Like, did the Monstars come take your powers? <laughs> do we, <laughs> we need LeBron well, to go again, get them back not, for you? If he's not, if he's not hitting threes, right? Then it kind of just, crushes his game because he's not he's too lanky to be in the post um and it's just odd that you have a seven foot three guy and you're more concerned about whether he's hitting threes or not he's, he's the conundrum. real he's he's a unicorn he's also conundrum he's the real mr glass <laughs> he's, the, he's right. the real mr glass <laughs> i'm telling you, it's the big guys it's the big guys you know and unfortunately for them once the injury happens Whatever injury that may be, I mean, think about Shaq's whole career and because the toe, big toe wouldn't get right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just when you when you're seven foot and some of these guys are lanky, you know, at least like Shaq was kind of putting together for seven foot. These lanky guys that look like Mr. Glass, I think it's tough. Like even Embiid is fairly solid, but I don't even think he's 300 pounds. Yeah. Um yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. It's unfortunate, man. I players aren't built the same. <laughs> like they're. Bu- and I wonder if that's the training that they do now. I, it just can't be. I refuse to believe it's genetics. Eddie John says something very interesting, um, and it, it wasn't about big guys in particular, but it was more about conditioning. And because they were they were having an argument about Trey Young. Um, it was the game the Hawks lost, and Trey Young only played like 35 minutes. And Justin Termini was like, "Man, what's going on? Like, this is the playoffs. This is why are your why is your best player only playing 35 minutes? Like, you run him out there 40 some minutes if you have to, like, to get the win. What are, what are, what are you doing?" And Eddie Johnson was like, "One is the analytics. These are what the analytic guys are saying, and two, players aren't conditioning themselves." to do certain things anymore so eddie john said i conditioned myself i built up my conditioning to play 
48 minutes a game and never get tired. Even though I didn't play 48 minutes a game, I could because I conditioned myself. I built my conditioning that way. And he said, nowadays, players aren't doing that. And so I, I think I think part of it is once the analytic trend took over, guys conditioned themselves differently. And it's almost like they conditioned themselves for spurts. For 35 minutes. For 35 minutes. And once you go over that and you start getting fatigued, fatigue isn't just a mental problem. Fatigue is a is a physical problem, and like, like you said, once one thing goes, if you try to overcompensate, now the whole car is breaking down. Um, and and I just think for big guys, you know, now they want them to be able to space the floor. They have to be way more athletic and involved on the perimeter than they ever had to be, where. Back in the 90s, they would just run into the box. We banging and clanging in the box. We we don't go outside 12 feet, and that's it. Now you got a rim run. You got to guard the perimeter. You got to switch out on picks. You got to be able to shoot the J. And so, you know, I mean, and, and then you have like an MB where you just fall wrong, <laughs> like, and all your weight right. ends up on one leg and Cookies. And I know why they don't wrap up the knees and ankles and all that. I mean, the ankles they do, the knees they don't so much. They kind of like the offensive linemen in the NFL don't wear the, the braces, even though they always do in college. To me, that's ridiculous. That little 1% more athleticism you get, I think I'd rather have everything kind of bundled up tight so that, so that some of that gets out of the way. But let me ask you, I've got one more question for you okay. um, on the game tonight. This is me personally. Russ Russ has a habit. It's his thing when the shot clock went up, when the, when the quarter clock is low, right? Mm-hmm. But the 2 and one am I crazy? I hate that so much when, when they run down there and just jack up a shot, hoping to get another shot with four seconds. Like, because that four-second shot's never a good shot either. They live by doing that. I hate it. What say you? I don't like it when it's less than seven, eight, seven seconds plus if it's going to be less than seven plus seconds for that you know potential last shot i don't like it uh because now you're getting like you said you're getting two terrible shots two terrible shots. Shot. you know when there's more than seven seconds for a team with russ brad ish smith even i said okay I, I'll, I'll live with it but for four seconds, five seconds, six seconds, like nah, I, I don't, I don't like it because. And I did, and I didn't watch a bunch of OKC or Houston, so I don't know if that's a Russ thing or or a Brooks thing. I'm trying to remember if we did that before Russ got here with Brooks. Man, I think that's a Russ. I, thing. I noticed you're right. Yeah, it feels like it. I, I would feel better even for like even for him doing it. I would feel better if he didn't take the pull up three. <laughs> like if he if he actually stepped across and took a pull up. Two, I know you can hit that shot sometime. I haven't seen you hit no pull-up threes. Like I've seen you hit threes off the catch and shoot, but I haven't seen you hit no pull-up threes. So I would uh, yeah, even those you get you you start holding your chest when you start throwing threes up. But if he was to come and shoot a mid-range shot as opposed to 
a pull-up three, I would have less of a problem with it because that's a higher percentage shot for him. But that pull-up three, man, that's just like, come on, man. You you just you that's a prayer that never gets answered for you, bro. All right, Pooh. Will will they win tonight? Yes. I think I think Philly allowed them to gain some confidence and know that they can beat this version of Philly. Um it's gonna be tougher because they're gonna be in Philly, but playing they the gave, Hawks was supposed to give them some confidence for this series. So I, I hope you're right and they built some more. Yeah, I, I, it'd be, I think it'd be tough to lose if they. It'd be it'd be a tough one if they lose without the stuff. 76 and having Embiid, I think that'd be tough. That'd be so tough. That'd be so tough. Um, I still don't think they're gonna win the series. I don't care if Embiid doesn't play another minute in this series. Yeah. They're not gonna win the series. But I'm with you. Hopefully they at least get one more and in and in, in, in the season in DC. <laughs> like let the let the people see them one more time. <laughs> I uh I don't think it'll happen, but we'll see. I, I think they'll lose tonight. I don't know about the first quarter. I know how to I, however the I first quarter terrible. play out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, Pooh. Well, here's for hoping for another win tonight. Uh at least I hope they as long as they're competitive, you know, as I've said this all postseason long, as long as they compete and don't get blown out, what else can you ask for? What else can you ask for? I know this. If they're getting blown out, I will be switching over to that Hawks, <laughs> to that Hawks game. <laughs> That's I have options That's tonight. Thank you, NBA, for your weird scheduling. I have options tonight. So if they are get, getting blown out, I will be turning that game off stats. <laughs> this is going down. All right, my brother. Always fun chatting it up with you. And um, yes, indeed. we'll holler at you. All right. See you. See you when I see you. All right.